Thanks for listening to KBUT. The tamarisk plant, or the salt cedar, is taking over waterways and crowding out native species like cottonwoods, and Americans are fighting back. From the Mountain West News Bureau, Ray Ellen Bichelle starts us off in the trenches. We've got people crouching in the tall grass, moving around almost on hands and knees, and they're carrying huge knives. Two more. The knives are called Hori Hori, a Japanese tool made specifically for gutting weeds. Others are carrying gardening shears. So you got a, like a full-on saw. Yes, the tool of destruction. But the enemy far outnumbers them. We're in a hot field in Longmont, Colorado, at a volunteer weeding event that's been going on for a few years now. Some people come every year. It's going to be a few more years before we can kind of give up on this because they're sneaky. The enemy is the tamarisk, a small tree with a prehistoric look to it tall, with scaly leaves and tiny pink flowers. They look delicate, but the kind of delicate that makes them indestructible. Like if they got stepped on by a dinosaur, they might just bounce right back up again. It reminds one volunteer of a magical plant in Harry Potter. You grasp your mandrake firmly, you pull it sharply out of the pot. That's why I keep picturing every time I pull one. (laughs) People hate the tamarisk. It was brought to the U.S. in the late 1800s for erosion control and also decoration. But as the story goes, the tamarisk has been colonizing waterways, hogging water from other plants, and even salting the earth ever since, choking out native species like cottonwood trees and willows. There are weeding projects like this one going on all over the West. Across the mountains, there's even a state lab that's breeding beetles whose sole purpose is to assassinate tamarisk. This is a war. That's Matt Chu. He's a historian of invasion biology at Arizona State University. And he thinks this war is aimed at the wrong enemy. There's been a concerted effort to demonize tamarisk. Starting, he says, back in the 1930s. A company called Phelps Dodge wanted to expand a copper mine in Arizona, but didn't have enough water rights. All the local water rights had already been allocated. What they needed was an excuse to say there was more water in the river so that Phelps Dodge could have more water. Chu says when they looked at the nearby river, they saw lots of tamarisk. If we can convince people that the plants are sucking water out of the river, they thought, then they could kill the tamarisk and the mine could get the rights to that extra water. Well, Phelps Dodge did a bunch of experiments, uh, which were later picked up by the agriculture department. And the mine ended up getting its water rights another way. But it didn't matter for the tamarisk. Its image was already destroyed. To make matters worse, something big was changing. The way that water was being moved through the West. Anna Scher is an invasive species biologist at the University of Denver. In order to accommodate many human needs, we have dammed and channelized our our rivers. Which means they're flowing and flooding in ways that are good for the tamarisk, not so good for native plants. Scher agrees with Chu. The tamarisk isn't all bad. In recent years, researchers showed that tamarisk actually uses up the same amount of water as other river plants, including cottonwoods. And it turns out it also provides a good nesting spot for certain birds. I certainly do not hate this plant. And I believe that it's only behaving badly because of the way that we've managed our rivers. But that, she says, is not going to change anytime soon. So instead of addressing limited water, which is the root of the war, we're stuck fighting battles with the tamarisk, plant by plant. It's a new game now with with tamarisks here and with the water needs that we have now. 
But though the trees might be fire-resistant and drought-resistant and able to reproduce like bunnies, Cher says those battles aren't totally futile. Her research has found that clearing out tamarisk can make space for native species to regrow. You just have to stay zen about what native plants might come back. They might be drought-adapted shrubs and grasses, not shady cottonwoods. And they will most certainly have a tamarisk or two as neighbors. I'm Ray Ellen Bichelle.